Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, February 10th. Today is National Home Warranty Day. That's right. The Maytag man is coming over to your house. National Cream Cheese Brownie Day and National Umbrella Day because it's always raining somewhere. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You use that fancy little QR code right there at the top left corner of your screen to find where we live on all these different internet sites. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. But to kick it off today, we have the dope dad himself, right? It's Rico Lamite, who happens to be out there in the great sunshine state of Arizona, where he does not need an umbrella, but he is probably going to take and babysit some grown ass adults at the Super Bowl this weekend. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamite. Hell yeah, Jason. I might be singing umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, when it comes uh, to a little Riri. It up? Am I busted up here? Can you guys see me? Can you hear? Little, me? Okay. I see. I hear you and see you. All right. We Let's already know you're busted, though. <laughs> Let's fucking go. You know what? You know what's ha- you know what's going down. I'm out here live, reporting live from Scottsdale, Arizona, with my homies Chris Delolio and Jonathan uh, Moan from Cannabis Industries' number one delivery and logistics software company, WebJoint, gearing up for a hell of a Super Bowl 52 weekend. And I'll tell you what, Jason, it goes without saying, there's going to be so much weed smoked out here in the AZ desert this weekend. I don't think anybody's going to give a shit about Sunday's game. And even though Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs are squaring off on Sunday, the only two cities that matter this weekend are KC and Phoenix, because adult-use cannabis ain't legal yet in PA. So if even if they win, the only guaranteed public smoke sessions going down in Philly are going to be the cars lit on fire but by a city full of drunk assholes who don't know how to act because they have no access to meds to calm their dumb asses down. Oh shit. I just got word that not even the cars will be lit on fire on Sunday in Philly because there's a 70% chance of freezing rain. Oh well, Missouri just legalized in a few months back and Kansas City's top pot shops are going hard in honor of the 2023 season MVP QB Pat Mahomes and company making it back to the big game for a third time in four years in search of their second ring under coach Andy Reid. According to Leafly's David Downs, owners are reporting the lines at Phoenix and Kansas dispensaries have already begun. And out in Mizzou, more than 99 million people watched the 2022 Super Bowl and up up to 600,000 people descend upon the Phoenix Valley this week. 
weekend. The line of plane, uh, the line of planes waiting to land has begun stretching for miles, said Dimitri Downing, co-founder of the major trade organization Mita AZ. What up, Dimitri? This year's <laughs> this year offers the highest visibility, even for ever for the um, the, the ascendant legal cannabis movement. So make sure you guys pop on out, catch us live. We're going to be out here. And I personally am out here to show love for Gretchen Gailey, Nicole Buffong, and House of Fuego is out here as well. They're going to be doing their thing in a series of panels uh, with the uh, for, consum- uh, for the Consumption in the Park Fest out here. There's going to be a bunch of dispensaries. It's blocks away from the Super Bowl. And it's going to be super lit red man is going to be performing uh devin uh devin the dude um uh it's going to be uh hosted by kid capri as well and um it's today through sunday i believe and it is the first ever three-day cannabis music and metaverse festival for the weekend uh, one of the biggest party weekends ever in the phoenix mesa chandler metro area popula- population of five million people hundreds of thousands of out-of-state football fans and nearly a million fans in scottsdale are going to be uh they're going to be descending upon us so everybody who's out here make sure you guys bring your own bud there's gonna be complimentary pre-rolls for everybody samples as well vip booths um there's gonna be eight uh, eight dispensaries are going to be showing up um, on the retail side. And um, for Gretchen and Nicole and Savita putting everything on, it's going to be House of Her, a series of women's events uh, all day today and tomorrow. Um, breaking glass ceilings, overcoming barriers, um, uh, motherhood and cannabis, uh, bridging the funding gap, how to get women more money in cannabis, women's touch, media marketing. And uh, on Saturday, they're going to be getting started with empowering women entrepreneurs. And uh, it's going to be crazy. Gary Payton is out in the house. Uh, all the NFL players are going to be out here. And I hope none of the active ones get caught at consumption in the park. I'm Rico Lamite, live here, Scottsdale, Arizona. It's going to be nuts, live all motherfucking weekend. And I can't wait to see y'all motherfuckers out here. If you are, pull the fuck up. Hold on, you, you you forgot Zaza Simone Brown is in Arizona too and is going to be over there too. You can't forget leave out Zaza. I never leave out the Zaza Zaza holding things down in club uh, clubhouse, but she's also holding things down here in Arizona. She's out in Tucson. I, I know she's going to be out here today too, but that's what's up, Zaza. She's going to she's gonna be I'll out go there. Be she's going to be out there. She's so so so. How, how's the feeling out there in AZ? I mean, of course you got beautiful weather, right? But like, is there is there excitement on the ground? Like, are people like amped up and ready to get hammered and go crazy in the streets of AZ? They're already crazy, man. It's already nuts. There's be parties everywhere. There's already parties in the streets. I already seen like five titties uh, on, on six women. It was crazy, man. All all in the street. <laughs> all in the street. <laughs> five titties from six women, huh? It was, it was nuts. That's a, and, uh, uh, serious <laughs> math right there. <laughs> Is that biologically correct, Dr. Talleyrand? It's crazy. <laughs> Not when I count it, no. <laughs> Never know. Never know. <laughs> about the angle. <laughs> different generation, different DNA. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys what, man. Uh, if you're betting on the game this Sunday, don't do it. Save your money and put it down on a nice investment. It's too yes. late. It's too late. At the beginning of the season, I laid down a $50 bet, 40 to 1 odds on Philadelphia. Hey, Chris, oh, that's a good. Nice. 
That's a good bet. Hello, over here, CEO of Web Joint, cannabis pioneer on the on the delivery side, saying what's up out Hello, here. What's up, guys? Holding hey. the yeah. Boy, what's up? Stuff. My boy Rico's here. Um, you know, always bringing the good energy. And yeah, it's gonna be a lit weekend. Um, you know, always rocking with this dude. Make sure that you get all your your information. And um, yeah, run out for Jesus. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rico, I know in, in the past there have been conversations about medical cannabis at the Super Bowl or cannabis in general. Have you seen any or heard any conversations about that? Um, yeah, actually, in, in the uh, Leafly article that we were talking about it, a lot of the dispensaries said um, almost all the all out-of-towners are, are, are loading up on edibles, they're loading up on vapes to sneak them in. They probably will get kicked the fuck out of the game. And then the cheapest mm-hmm. tickets right now are going for $4,200. So you don't want to lose that money. It's, it's, it's oh not how, are, how are they going to, how are they going to tell if your vape is a weed vape versus, versus an, a, a normal vape? I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure in NFL stadiums, uh, they don't let allow vapes at all. Whether it's weed, or- I don't. I don't believe that. I don't. I don't. I think you'd have too much of a holdup at the doors with everybody yeah. with their pockets and everything. It's going to take too long to get everybody in. I, I took. I took a vape into a Packers game up in Lambeau this year. This this season, you there packed was- a vape at a Packers game. What'd you say? You packed a vape you, at you, a Packers I game. Did. Yeah, but if you <laughs> yeah, I did. I packed a vape <laughs> at a Packers game. <laughs> right. I mean, you you yeah. can take whatever the fuck you want in. It, the issue is if you get caught, you get caught, you get kicked out, and you, you're out of. $4,200 for the cheapest seats, and those are up in the nose, please. I'd, I'd like to see uh, if there's w- way less fights at this Super Bowl versus any other Super Bowl that's not been in a legal weed city. But I think, state, you know, but I think the fights are the best part about it, man. The oh, fights are the best. I'm just saying, for, for weed's sake, you know, for cannabis' sake, I just, you know, the big little comparison. Look at how many less fights there were in this state where everybody was smoking pot. Well, I mean, I, but I just the thing is, you're not going to have everybody smoking pot there. Yeah, that's why. Because they're not they're not allowing it. Yeah, they're going to be drunk as hell. I feel really sorry for the people of Philadelphia uh, because they get they don't even get medical. Uh, did they get medical? I think they got medical out there, but they don't even get a adult use, so they can't have any public smoke sessions. And um, they already tore up the city. That city, uh, if they lose the game, they don't they don't riot. But if they win games, they riot. And so it's going to be two weekends in a row or three uh, every other weekend. In this past month, there's gonna be rioting in Philadelphia if they if they win, because they have no weed. I thought it was like Antifa. It's like if we lose, we rage, and if we win, we rage. Oh, and, uh, by you saying Antifa, that means the Proud Boys, right? No, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to classify it as. <laughs> but yeah, it's just gonna be going down. Huh? What's that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be going on out here, man. Make sure you guys check us out on live. Me, uh, Gretchen, House of Fuego. We're going to be on High at Nine News on all the channels, giving y'all what y'all need and all of what you want. Oh, man, you guys are going to have a good time out there out in the AZ. Yeah. I got no sleep last night, bro. I'm hurting. Oh, I'm sure. I can, <laughs> I, I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. Uh, I'm not going to be able to speak by noon. Right, yeah. Right. We got it. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got we we got we got to take it to a commercial. We're gonna be right back. Yeah, I need a shot.
Oh, yeah, right. that is right. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the industry's longest continuously operating retailer in the game, but also out here on the streets. They call him Kaiser Brose. He is my photo negative, the ivory to my ebony key pianos, Mr. Jason Beck. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everybody, you know what, guys? We made it. It's Friday. It finally arrived. Today, I have a brief story, but it's a pretty important one because Senator Tester and Sullivan reintroduce a veterans medical marijuana bill. Senate Veterans Affairs Chair John Tester, Democrat from Montana, and Senator Don Sullivan, Republican from Alaska, are reintroducing their veterans medical marijuana legislation Thursday, according to a Senate staffer with knowledge of the move. The VA Medical Cannabis Research Act of 2023 would instruct the Department of Veterans Affairs to conduct research, including clinical trials, into the impact of cannabis on veterans who use it for medical purposes, such as chronic pain and PTSD. The new bill does uh, not come with any major changes alongside from the addition of a retroactive uh, observational study that will assess the impact on veterans who are already using cannabis for the purposes and 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 assesses the ability of the va to conduct conduct clinical trials on cannabis among other things in a quote i think we have the best chance we have ever had of getting it to the president's desk, said veterans advocate and my work wife in D.C., Amy Rising. She also says, I am optimistic because the Republicans have changed the table in a significant way and have been really helpful this go around, she says. Rising said that after both the House and Senate passed a bipartisan bill to study medical marijuana in the last Congress, the game changed for the veteran-specific legislation. In a quote, she says, Republicans were willing to come to the table to negotiate she said adding they changed some language and added the retrospective study as a result of those conversations and she says this is something that everyone is happy with so now i want to know what do you guys think are you guys happy that this is gonna get going down the president may possibly sign another cannabis bill specifically for veterans research what do y'all have to say and this is jason beck reporting for high at nine news hour what do y'all think you know what? I'm going to start. I mean, I, I want every I want everything for the vets. And of course, it'll help. It's great. But don't get it twisted around to think that this is going to lead towards any type of federal legalization. It's just another little baby step that should have been bypassed long ago. We should have already be at federal legalization. I just don't see it happening in my lifetime. And I challenge anybody to convince me because here's my argument in 1996, when I became an attorney in California and prop 215 came out and gave us cannabis patients rights. Mm -hmm. I heard, Oh, five years. We'll have federal legalization five years. Then what? Didn't <laughs> 2012, right. not even California did it. Colorado goes adult use 2012. Oh, Five years, federal legalization. And now we sit here with more than half the country, more of the states allowing it. 70% of the people, probably 80% of the people want it. It's still federally illegal. Why is it ever going to change in my lifetime? 
You know, funny, funny you say that, uh, Mark. So you said that you became a lawyer in 1996. Um, I was a senior in high school in 1996, and that was the first time that I was ever eligible to vote. I had turned 18 in 1996, and so I was eligible to vote. And my very first vote I ever cast was for medical marijuana for Proposition 215. Yes. And Omar Figueroa has used that as a legal defense in a case with me personally and got me off of it back in the day before I ever even had a store. That's right. Back in the olden days, as we yeah. say. But, the good old days. Know, throwing the veterans a bone is not enough. And that, that's right. what this legislation is. You know, it's trying to curry a political point and uh, avoiding the broader conversation. If you really want to help veterans, why don't you give them the federal cannabis licenses? Just give them. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 do, what do you mean by that, Omar? The federal cannabis licenses? You mean you mean as far as the make them federal patients? No. What about uh, except exempting them from 280E, for example, so that they can run the cannabis business in a way that's not completely unprofitable? I love that. Interesting. Is that's Sean Kiernan in the house today? Can we get a can we get a, a, a word from? I mean, he's he's in the he's in he's he is in the chat. Um, he is in the chat. If you can hop in to the clubhouse room, uh, Sean, if you're available, we would love to hear from you uh, in regards to this. But, this, uh, is per- this is a perfect time for one of your uh, your diatribes, Sean. Let's hear. Let's yes. hear what's really. Funny. <laughs> we need to hear about the <laughs> oligarchs and everybody who's screwing the vets. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Love to hear what, but I don't. I don't see him yet. I do not see Sean yet. Yeah, the feds have no reason to change it. They got a good fucking deal going right now, you know. And so here's a little more lip service that anybody no who's just a plain Jane out in the street, it sounds like, hey, they're do- see what they're doing with with that weed. They're doing stuff, and it mm-hmm. it's bullshit. Like you know, it's bullshit, but the masses <laughs> don't. So oh, to call no, it so you, here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. The big, the big burly beast of the weed for warriors is is joining us. Yeah. Sean, Sean, what do you have to say about this, Sean? Sean, you got to unmute your mic, buddy. Oh, shit. Sean Kiernan. Well, let me try to unmute his mic. Oh, let me. Weird. Sean, you got to unmute your mic, buddy. I, I'm unmuted. There you go. There, yeah, there yeah. you are. Yeah, oh, man. We have, we have sound. You know, I, I mean, listen, it's, it's one of the better bills I've seen. But at the end of the day, Mark's right. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to get rid of this medical. Because talking to people in D.C., the real issue with whole plant cannabis as medical is we have an entire pharmaceutical industry that's going to fight tooth or nail. I think we need to focus on risk reduction. At the end of the day, where we see cannabis legal, we see opiates, uh, overdoses decline, suicides decline, a great association with those things. And at the end of the day, that should be enough. And I think, you know, we've had a tremendous amount of research. So the problem with the game being played is exactly what Mark said. They're going to keep talking about things that don't get us to the promised land. And we're going to act like they're victories. We're going to lose. And so when, when I see this, I, I, you know, it makes me at least happy. We're moving in the right direction. But at the end of the day, uh, this is not going to get us there. And I think we need to focus on risk reduction in cannabis, especially whole plant cannabis, mm-hmm. as a safer substitute to all the illicit and legal drugs that we're plowed into with. More there and more lip it. service. Service for the lips. It's 100%. And, and if people understand how long 
the FDA process for research is and the limitations with multi-compounds of the whole flower, you know, this really isn't a great, you know, and I think a lot of you have talked about this. It's not a very easy path. And I think we have to be honest with that. And I think we'd be better focusing on risk reduction. Aren't they actually doing research that's really been done in other places by other people? Yes, 100%. I mean, let's be real. Canada gives free cannabis to their veterans up to 10 grams a day. Uh, you know, Israel and other countries give cannabis to their veterans. Why? Because that demographic suffers from a lot of issues that drive them to other drugs, abuse, really dangerous behavior. And what we find with cannabis is it's safe. It puts them to sleep on the couch, maybe makes them eat a little bit. And that is a much better outcome than all the other issues with legal drugs, let alone the illicit ones. I'm, I'm with you, Sean. I think I think the Department of Agriculture should issue veterans a uh, a cannabis cannabis uh, stamps, basically cannabis vouchers that you, well, you could take into any any store, and then that store could redeem them to, or put them towards their taxes or whatever towards their 280e bill. Right. Mm. There's a lot of really interesting things. I mean, imagine California. Just take California. They like to poke the bear in the federal government. You're not doing the job. We're more progressive. There's 2 million veterans in California. If 10% smoke cannabis like the numbers, I think it's more. Why not start it in California and start CalVet to be the Canadian VA model? It helps not only the legal industry in creating demand, but really enables legal weed to be used by all veterans. And that can be a model to expand to Medicare. And it doesn't cost that much. You're literally talking 40 to 50,000 vets in California that would probably be covered. Uh, other ideas that we floated around is all the VFW halls and all the American Legion halls that serve alcohol throughout this country. Let them be dispensaries too. Let vets yeah. go there and use and dispense and give them a special license I was talking about. That would be easy. And more importantly, we get these younger vets into these organizations that are dominated prominently by old white people. And, oh, yeah. and, and so that outreach is really important. So there's a lot of great ideas that could be put to the table. But it really comes down to this. The pharmaceutical industry absolutely does not want cannabis to be a substitute for their medicine. If you look at the amount of money the federal government spends on pills, it is a half plus trillion dollars a year. That's a solid, solid point, Sean. Do Dr. Talleyrand, do you have a, anything to say on this? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Sean, except I'd add one more statement. Until they figure out how to produce multi-agent pharmaceuticals. They will delay the, the, the plant. Uh, but the, and I think that's really what it is. To me, the, as a researcher in the cannabis space, there's exciting possibilities. This plant can reintroduce a whole new class of medicines, multi-agent uh, uh, medicines that could really be effective, but until that happens, they will stop the plant from from taking over. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, as you said, I think you know it's really easy for pharmaceutical companies to come out and do individual compound medicine uh, and put their IP around it. Uh, the multi uh, compound is exactly one of the big issues, and how do they protect their investment there? And that's what's prohibiting it. And, and as we see, the studies coming out are showing people are substituting pharmaceuticals with cannabis. And that's elderly. That's not only just the veterans. And those are huge populations. And we're seeing those uh, demand for pills decline. And that makes them very unhappy.
Sean, this is where um, you and I vibe the most, uh, the most on, um, not just because, you know, obviously there's a lot of um, um, uh, veterans of color out there, uh, but vet- veterans understand as a protected class uh, as well. Just stop fucking wasting our time. All this lip service got to go. Quit all that yap, yap, yap. Either do it or not. Give us the fucking money or quit fucking talking and move forward. That's it. 100% Rico. It's, it, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're going to give us as little as they have to. And until people demand real change, it's not going to come. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Very, very true. We, uh, we, we had to wait time on that one. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much at time. We Peace gotta, out, guys. One thank, love. You, thank you, Sean, for thank your you, participation, Sean. 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 Knowledge you, Sean. and insight. And, yeah. of course, the veteran's perspective. That's perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. So Coming right. up next. Oh, oh, go ahead. Me. Go okay. ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> this renaissance man is an actor, and he's been an attorney for 26 years and claims to be the prettiest half of the prop brothers at law, the legal duo known best for getting y'all off the hook for sticking to the motherfucking script and just shutting the fuck up. Up next, our special guest correspondent for the second day in a row, Mark Wasserman. Thank you. Thank you, Hyatt Nine News. Thank you, Rico. All right, so it is Shut the Fuck Up Friday. So I'm going to tell a little story about a case we had about a client who didn't shut the fuck up and how crucial it is to listen to us when we, when we say use only those 25 words and shut the fuck up because what he says and you'll hear it made the difference in getting this case dismissed and him having to own up to 15 pounds and possession and distribution and all that other good stuff so we have a case we have a guy who is in the parking lot of a motel that He tried to get a room, but it was full, no vacancy. He's on his phone trying to find another place. A cop rolls up. Now, in this cop's police report, it said, I was pulling into the driveway and I smelled a strong odor of cannabis. As I got closer to the car and the client's windows were rolled up, everything was closed. She says, the odor of cannabis got even stronger. And then she pulls up, goes up to the window, he rolls it down, and she was then overwhelmed by the smell of cannabis. And she said, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm looking for another place to stay. This place has no vacancy. And then she said, I smell pot. What do you have? And he went into his center console, as a lot of people might, to grab the eighth that he just purchased at a legal licensed shop and said, just this. And it was packaged. It was closed. It was sealed. He had just bought it from a legal licensed shop. And he said, I just have this. And she said, step out of the car and then searched went into the trunk and found 15 pounds. Now we went in and argued smell isn't probable cause anymore in California. I don't care what you smelled. And how do you know, as the cop wrote in the report, based on what I smelled, I knew 
there was an illegal amount. I, 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 my head still, you know, we were very close to when we went into court to argue this motion, bringing in, sneaking in a little nug of some fire West Coast cure that we opened it up. That little nug will stink up the whole courthouse. So that's what she says in her, her uh, report. And as we're cross-examining on the smell and how can you tell there's so much, we get to closing arguments and we make our pitch. Smell is alone is improbable cause anymore. And then the judge started in, as a lot of judges do, and it seemed like he was going down our road. And then he said, but... But he said, meaning our client, I and even though, and we made the argument, it was a legal license, it was a legal amount he's allowed to have. He legally purchased it. The judge said, because he said, this is how much I have. That gave the cop the right to see if he was telling the truth or not and therefore search the vehicle versus shutting the fuck up. And then the cop goes and searches for the smell, period. The smell alone. That's the most important part, alone. The smell alone in California is no longer probable cause. But coupled with other things, like the judge said, him saying, I only have this, she got to go, See if he was telling the truth. And so that was the difference. And the judge said it right there. He was pretty much agreeing with our whole argument about the smell. But that's what he said. I think cop had the right to go see if he was telling the truth. And guess what? He wasn't. So when we say only use our 25 words and shut the fuck up, it is serious business. And it will mean the difference between a case getting completely dismissed versus some plea deal for a, a felony or misdemeanor that's going to be on your record, maybe jail time. I mean, you know, there's a whole slew of consequences that still go along with breaking cannabis laws. So here on Shut the Fuck Up Friday, every Friday at noon on our Instagram, pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law, we do the script challenge where me and my brother play the cops and we bring people in live and we go through it. And if you can get the 25 words in order, you can win rocket seeds. You can win the script stickers, T-shirts. We got a whole bunch of great stuff. But what you're really winning is education and knowledge and learning how to peacefully engage with law enforcement while maintaining all of your civil rights, your constitutional rights, remedies, and defenses for afterwards. That's the big key. Afterwards. You comply now, complain later, do what we say, and attorneys like Omar and I get the tools to be able to get bullshit cannabis cases and other bullshit cases dismissed and taken care of because the cops don't follow procedure and don't follow the law and everybody has their rights. So I'm Mark Wasserman, Pop Brothers at Law. 
special correspondent for Hyatt Nine News here on Shut the Fuck Up Friday. Who wants to play the script challenge with me? Oh yeah, I think yeah. Om- I think Omar should play the script challenge. I mean, he's a lawyer, right? Sure. I just looked it up, so I would add two <laughs> words to the script actually. But let's let's play. Add add wherever you see fit. I don't mind. All right. So as we do on IG Live, I'm the cop. I pull you over and I say, all right, what you look like, uh, you know, you're you're with the cartel. You're a drug dealer, man. Where where's the drugs? You look like the cartel, Omar. You look like the cartel. (laughs) Whole damn cartel. You fit the profile. I'm melanated enough to look like I'm with several cartels. Oh, man. Melanated and motivated on marijuanas. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you pull me over? But you were speeding. Why are you speeding? Where, where's the, where are you headed to for the drug deal? I'm not discussing my day, Ossifer. I don't want to know about your day, cartel man. I want to know <laughs> where the drugs are. Look, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Where are the drugs Am I being detained or am I free to go? Well, with that attitude, you're you're detained. Just all I want is the drugs, and then I'll let you go. I invoke the fifth and sixth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how to count five, six. What do you even think that means? Tell me where the drugs are. Tell me where your name is. Tell I me where you live. The fifth and sixth. Tell me what your name is. I invoke the fifth and sixth. And then what, what are we going to do from there when cops yeah. keep asking you questions? I think he, I, th- I just go into mantra mode, you know. <laughs> Generally, I tell my clients uh, to invoke their fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment rights. So I would say you want to add the fourth and the sixth to your script. All right. It's in there, and then you shut the fuck up. I mean, that's that's it. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to get arrested, taken to jail. You'll bail out, and then you come see guys like us, and you're going to have the best chance, the best chance at defending yourself and making a case go away if you have done what we just did, the 25-word yes. script. You know, uh, what I tell my clients is that cops will lie. They're trained to use deception as a means of criminal investigation. And so they're really trained to lie. And so they're allowed to lie to you. And the reason you don't talk to the cops is because they will lie about what you said and then accuse you of lying to the police. And if you lie to a federal officer, that's like a crime. That's a fe- federal felony. Yep. And if you lie to a, a, a state officer, it's a 148. It's a misdemeanor. You know, it could be seen as obstruction of justice, a felony too. But generally, the reason you don't talk to cops is because they will lie about what you say, and then they will accuse you of lying. Absolutely. Absolutely true. And, and when you don't talk, here's the thing. When we get to rip apart police reports, audio and video, And all we're dealing with is the cop's language and not you. We can catch them in their web of lies so easily because we have the time codes. We have everything. And I've got more cases dismissed by cross-examining cops on the stand and showing by their own words and their own reports that this just is not true. And a lot of them leave their video cameras on and they don't even remember that it's on. Those are really fun. So you shut the fuck up. Let them blab, blab, blab. Nobody talks. Everybody walks. There you go. Yes. 
That was like the worst. Hey, hey, and on that on that note, if you're in my car, <laughs> if you're in my car and we get pulled over and you talk, you walk. You're out. I'm kicking you right out. You open your mouth, you're out of my car. Take a walk. Goodbye. Oh man. Oh, speaking of walking, speak kind of car is it? <laughs> They're usually Fords. <laughs> I don't have a Ford. <laughs> um, uh, also, too, we want to make sure everyone, everyone, make sure that you, uh, in, in, in some time today, you go to high at nine news.com, check out the new website. And up there, we have the very first published piece on our article by Mr. None Other Than Himself, Mr. Mark Wasserman, his story from yesterday. It is up on the website right now. It is posted. Make sure you all go and check it out and see what it does. Check out the new website, hi at 9 newscom Awesome. Hey, everybody. I got a quick question. Dr. Felicia, yes. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Rico, I know you said the script worked for you one time, but in general, Mark, really, how well can the script work for Black people? Really? Uh, okay, so so the first thing I have to address is work. What does it mean when how does the script work? So what what I what I do is explain what the script is not for because we have no control over what it is not for. The script is not for making sure you don't get pulled over, making sure you don't get profiled, making sure that a cop doesn't rip you out of the car or beat you or shoot you or do any of those things. Can't stop that. But by utilizing these 25, everybody and anybody, and we get messages from all over the country, from all different people, that they have done it and it works in this regard. When you get pulled over and you see those lights in your mind, and you know, let me say, I'm not talking to people who shouldn't be driving, go crazy out there, and not talking to them talking to everybody else who's minding your own business and you get pulled over, your goal is to get a warning or a ticket, nothing else. And in this country, it's up to us to de-escalate crazy psycho cops. And so by remaining calm and only using these 25 words, you're number one, you're not, you're less likely to agitate a cop by saying, I know my rights and all, and all these other things, by just calmly reciting the 25 words and sticking to your rights. And when they ask you to get out, get out, put your hands behind your back and comply with their request to do all those physical movements. And when they say, you're not answering my questions, you're not cooperating, that's their trick. Cooperation doesn't mean talking and answering questions. You saw the light, you pulled over. License, insurance, registration, all that's cooperating. Get out, you're cooperating. Answering questions is not. You politely decline, and, and then you shut the fuck up. And then if in this situation, and we all also tell people when you get pulled over, keep your hands right on the steering wheel. Try to keep, we have a whole video where we show you what to do before you even take off in your car by keeping your license, insurance, or registration right in one spot so it's very easy to get to and you're not reaching and you're not doing all those things that allow a cop to say, oh, I was afraid for my life. I didn't know what was going on. I had to do what I did. So if you're doing all of this and remaining calm yourself and then it all goes sideways, you're going to have what we have in this country, a lawsuit. 
that it, is it, not uh, going Mark, to be defendable. Mark, 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 we're at time because we I got to get everybody else uh, going here too. So I didn't mean to cut you off there, but we, do have, to, we do have to keep up and keep it moving here. All right, well, I will shut the you. fuck up. <laughs> thank you so much, Mark. It's <laughs> right. It's shut the fuck up Fridays. It's not something that I do too well. But flying into LAX and you want to taste some of the best weed in the world, then stop by LAXCC, the closest dispensary to LAX, located at 8332 Lincoln Boulevard and open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. Always make LA LAXCC your first stop when you touch down in L.A. and score like a winner. And don't forget to tell them I sent you and mention like to get high at nine for 10 percent off your full order. The thoughts and opinions and general overall shades thrown on High Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of any other speaker or its followers. The statements made do not constitute legal or accounting advice, and our speakers make no representation regarding the legal status of any substance in any country, area, territory, or any authorities. The views expressed in this room do not establish any fiduciary relationship. Our sponsors do not imply or constitute any endorsement by us or the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of any speaker on stage if you're an easily offended person. This show is probably not for you, and maybe you should shut the fuck up next time you get pulled over. Nothing like desert dabs. Oh, that ass. <laughs> oh, it sounds so dry. Yes. All right. So this OG industry doctor has been serving up daily doses of compassion since the days Christ walked the earth with the immortal Matthew St. Germain. He's the founder of Medican and co-founder of CESC, providing data back dosages for the people every damn day of the week. Up next, y'all know who it is. Dr. Jean Tyler. Thanks, Rico. Uh, happy Friday, everyone. Uh, my story today is titled Advocacy Group Critical of Nation's Medical Cannabis Programs. Americans for Safe Access, ASA, issued its annual State of the States report. The nonprofit organization puts out this report to assess and improve medical cannabis programs. The report does not evaluate recreational or adult use programs. So according to ASA Executive Director Debbie Tregai, one of the main surprise findings of this year's report was the lack of progress being made to strengthen and develop the medical cannabis sector. This was one of the first reports that saw the fewest improvements in the states, Tregai said, so much so that I felt a little shocked at first. ASA issues grades to all medical cannabis programs based on a zero to 100 scale. The programs are evaluated on the metrics of patients' rights and civil protection, accessibility, program functionality, affordability, health and social, social equity, consumer protection and product safety, and penalties. The five states with the highest grades were Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. 
Of the five, Maryland had the highest score, receiving a 75.7% on a group scale. Sailing grades were issued to 13 states, and you can probably guess Texas, Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, Wisconsin, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. We know that some things do not exist in states, like coverage under health insurance for cannabis products, Chagai said. We base everything on a perfect program that we know cannot exist right now without federal oversight. So letter grades were given based on the numerical score. No state received above a B minus. Colorado, one of the first states to legalize medical cannabis, <coughs> earned a C plus. Um, in 2021, Colorado legislators and Governor Paulus presided over the single worst rollback of medical cannabis and patient rights that ASA has ever witnessed in this country. The report faulted Colorado lawmakers for allowing cannabis sellers to redesignate medical products for recreational use, increasing costs and adding bureaucratic hurdles. Individual scores were also provided for each category. For the civil rights and patient protections category, Arizona received the highest score at 96. Uh, Maryland received the highest score for consumer protection product and product safety at 84.5, compared to the national average of 45%. Illinois and Virginia scored the highest in the affordability category with a score of 65%. The national average was 39%. Not very affordable out there is cannabis. For access to medicine, Maine received the highest score at 95%. Uh, in the health and social equity category, Ohio received the, uh, the top score at 90%. More than anything, the ASA team emphasized the growing challenges represented by the recreational market. This is a huge trend that we're seeing as more states are allowing adult use, Chagai said. Unfortunately, they're giving a regulatory preference to it, so much so that they're ignoring or pushing aside uh, patient medical programs. By the way, Cal uh, uh, California also received a C plus and New York received a C minus. So are patients losing when it comes to the benefits of medical cannabis? What are your thoughts? This is Dr. Talleyrand for the medical cannabis patient and Hyatt Nine News. This is that um, yes, they're losing. Patients are losing, and I know uh, every now and again we come back to the part part of the conversation where we just say this is all about this is about medicine. At the end of the day, that's how we got to where we are now. We're fighting over the money side of it, but it's medicine. It always has been medicine, and we wouldn't even have any cannabis economy if it wasn't for people needing medicine in the 80s well and the problem the problem became when they when they started differentiating it into adult use it should it's just all medicinal there it shouldn't all ever... use is medical use right mark correct yes yes you people are medicating they don't even know it and it, it, that is a big part of the problem because all these states they're they're pushed into oh we gotta we gotta do medical first to get into the people who don't understand and then, and then try to go to adult use. And it's all just fucked up. It's, it's fucked all... up because the, the patients do suffer. Mm -hmm. 
without yeah. a doubt. And it's all from messaging and marketing. All of it. Yeah. Well, the other thing, the big drawback on recreational taking over our adult use is that the products that you find more so in the adult use are going to be on the high THC side when that's not what, what the case is in the medical side. The medical side needs a very a variety of ratios between THC and CBD. You know, the plant can't put out as much CBD if, it, if it's putting out all this energy into bringing out THC. So, you know, the medical the medical market has to be saved or, or we're just we're just screwing up you know i completely agree dr dawson i have such a difficult time sending my patients to dispensaries because i just don't know i don't think they have products there for patients often uh, they go in there and they're talking to people who really don't know much about their symptoms uh recommending on how to get high rather than get rid of pain or uh or improve appetite or, or get some sleep. Uh, so it's really just a difficult proposition to even send folks to the dispensaries. It feels like it feels like most of the states they just don't take it seriously as a medicine. They're like it's 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 still just marijuana. It's still just weed. And these guys just want to get high. Let's give them this medical thing to you know hang on to. But it's not taken seriously. It's not. You can't go and get your your month supply of something like you can your opioids. Like it's not it's not the same. They don't take it seriously. Um, Dr. T, what do you think can be done to help the messaging? Well, I, I think the great part about this report is that it pointed out states that were doing good jobs like Maryland, um, Ohio. I mean, we can take the best of every state. And, and improve our regulations so that we focus on the patient rather than ignoring them and, and really focusing on, on tax dollars, which is, I think, part of the problem, too. It's, it's crazy you said um, Ohio there, uh, Dr. T, because I, I just learned like this week like, like the majority of the retail owners over out in Ohio have medical backgrounds. Hmm. They, majority, they yeah. do have medical backgrounds? Yeah, they have somebody in their in their what is whether it's in their C suite or just high up in the company, they have actual medical backgrounds, like the people on staff. Um, I talked to about seven Ohio um, um, new Ohio retailers in the last month, and um, all of them had somebody on staff, like high up in the in the food chain, with medical background. Absolutely, I think uh, Maryland also, who scored the highest. Uh, requires pharmacists to to consulting pharmacists to be available for the patients. I mean, there, there's some great examples out there. Do you think it should be, we should follow the lead out here in California? Absolutely. But uh, in California, we're hung up with uh, 64 really sunk sunk us. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. You but on it. that note, yeah, we got to we, we, we can't sit and complain about it. We got to keep on moving on just like we got to move on to this next commercial. Keep on, keep it on. Yeah. When you want to grow some of the best weed in the world, then you must start with the best genetics in the world. Go to www.dnagenetics.shop to order regular feminized or autoflower beans. All of your favorite DNA genetics cultivars such as Kosher Kush, Skywalker Kush, and oh yeah, Chocolate Truffle Shuffle. Boasting more cannabis awards for their award-winning genetics than any other company in the world. Remember to go to www.dnagenetics.s H-O-P to see why our Terps don't lie. 
Oh, yeah. Coming up next. That's right. He's a ganjie and a Brazilian black belt in jiu-jitsu. So not only can he smell the bullshit, but he can also whoop your ass when you're dishing it. And on top of it, he can probably defend you if you don't shut the fuck up also. That's right. It is Mr. Lawyer Extraordinaire, Omar Figueroa. Thank you, Jason. I just want to correct the record so I don't get whooped by some uh, black belts. I'm a mere purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, happy Friday, everyone. My story is from KTLA by Travis Schlepp. The headline is, new bill would allow for cannabis to be catered at private events. A new bill in the California legislature could pave the way for private events to have cannabis catering. Assembly Bill 471 authored by Assemblymember Ash Calra of San Jose, aims to amend existing cannabis laws to add language that allows for cannabis to be served at private events provided by licensed caterers, similar to hiring a company to cater food or beverages. Currently, California law only allows for event organizers to organize public events where licensed storefront and delivery retailers can sell cannabis at temporary public events. If passed, the new rules would allow for cannabis companies to obtain catering licenses and offer those services at private events. The proposal does have some restrictions, however. The events could not be hosted by the catering company itself, and the company could not be permitted to advertise the event. Companies would also be limited to only 36 private catering events at one specific location for the duration of a calendar year. The area where cannabis is consumed would also need to be restricted to those 21 and older, and the caterer would not be allowed to provide alcohol. The bill's language also allows for the catering company to repurpose unused cannabis from one event to another. It's unclear if the bill will pass, but Wheatsley, a cannabis retail and consumer advocacy website, says a similar proposal by Calra was rejected during the last legislative session. My take, I did some research and the digest prepared by the Legislative Council has more details. This bill would add acting as a cannabis caterer for a private event to the definition of commercial cannabis activity regulated by the California Department of Cannabis Control. The bill would authorize the DCC to issue a state caterer license authorizing the licensee to serve cannabis or cannabis products at a private event approved by a local jurisdiction for the purpose of allowing event at attendees 21 years of age or older to consume the cannabis or cannabis products. The private event cannot be hosted, sponsored, or advertised by the caterer. Under the bill, consumption of alcohol or tobacco would be authorized on the premises of that event, as specified. The bill would prohibit a caterer licensee from serving cannabis or cannabis products at any one premise for more than 36 events in one calendar year, except as specified. That means with local uh, jurisdiction approval. And would also authorize a caterer licensee to reuse cannabis at a subsequent event as provided, meaning uh, unopened packages to be reused at subsequent events. If you want to see more possibilities for cannabis events, please support AB 471. Compared to other license types, the barriers to entry for licensed cannabis events are comparatively low, 
meaning that it doesn't cost nearly as much to organize a cannabis event as it does to, say, open a cannabis dispensary. And it's going to cost a lot less for these private cannabis events. If AB 471 becomes law, we can anticipate that people from all over the world will flock to California for cannabis-focused weddings, reunions, and other celebrations catered by licensed cannabis caterers. The headline is, new bill would allow for cannabis to be catered to private events. This is Omar Figueroa, lawyer, publisher, and Ganjie instructor, reporting from Sonoma County, California, the traditional territory of the Pomo, Miwok, and Wapo nations for Hyatt 9, High Noon Eastern. Oh, yeah, Omar. I mean, Omar, I don't really see a need for this. For this. I mean, you're basically oh, hindering... Major need. Like we have no. so many like cannabis dinners that are unlicensed and kind of underground. And but, but you can't as as a chef, you can't even you can't even advertise it. I mean, to me, this just sounds like a, a overreach of government and a bad bill. People will just set up different entities. There's going to be the catering entity, and then there's going to be the marketing advertising entity. No, that's that's not an insult. Oh, I mean, problem. okay. So 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 you're basically you're basically saying saying that uh, we're going to have have one entity that really doesn't make any money. That's the cannabis company, and all the money's going to go into the company, the media company that can that can advertise the event, and it's really just one hand washing the other. Well, it's. I mean, I don't know how that's going to end up in the, in the end. I think that will be a segment of the market. But I think there's innovations that you're going to start seeing. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who wanted to have cannabis focused, like, you know, uh, fine dining experiences you know like these sumptuous but, pe but uh, people can go and do that right now they don't need this license to go and do it but yeah but if it, once it's licensed then people are more legit and this is this is just more government overreach look some people uh, don't don't want to have a, they don't feel comfortable having their wedding be a, an unlicensed activity you know you're going to see a lot more cannabis weddings when it's a licensed event you're going to see reunions, high school reunions. All the stoners are going to get together in California to, you know, relive their youth. Jay, Jay, <laughs> Jason, it's all part of the lawyer's retirement fund. I, I mean, I, I see, I see that, and like, I, I think this is this is a this is a bad bill. We don't need it. We need we need Anarchy tax relief. Is bad for lawyers. We need we need we need we need tax relief. That's what we need. We don't need these these silly little bills. Right. Isn't this a way to avoid 280E? Oh, that I mean, yeah. How how I explained that business structure, yeah, that's a way to avoid 280E. Yes, yes, so, you, you would be so correct. So maybe this is a solution around the federal government problem. It wasn't really thought of as that. It, it's more, you know, to expand cannabis travel opportunities. Well, you know, um, cannabis people are cannabis people are pretty ingenuitive. You know what I'm saying, Omar? The travel industry is so receptive to cannabis. They're all trying to find a way to get into it. They're not going to get into it if it's not licensed. If it's state licensed, <coughs> it makes it viable for them to get into it. You know, these, uh, but the travel industry absolutely is looking to capture cannabis travelers because so many people want to use cannabis on vacation. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, and, and just, just, just uh, real quick, and some while we're, while we're speaking of events. <coughs> Um, the the Catalyst Block Party Party on Pine that was scheduled for tomorrow night in Long Beach has been permanently canceled um, due to the fact that the DCC sent them a note 
saying that they have to have a cannabis license in order to have their block party outside which is totally ridiculous and another gross overreach, which is why this bill, uh, the Omar you're bringing up, would be another gross overreach because they're already overreaching uh, right this now. This bill would fix it. With this bill, if this bill passes, that event would happen. They, uh, they would get their private event. Like, we're going to have to go into a deep dive in this one on a whole yeah. other episode, Omar. Um, but we got we to keep it moving. You ready, ready, Rico? Yeah. He had a choice. Curl up under the bridge with the rest of the Delta 8 D-boys in Austin, Texas. Or hit the high road. He chose the latter. Y'all know who it is. Taking us home today, Mr. Stone Slade. Thank you, Rico. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Um, anyway, my story today comes from the Denver Post. You know, according to the Terminator, Skynet became self-aware August 29th of last year, but the machine started taking over way before that. We've all seen it at well-established, in well-established industries from self-checkout lanes to Amazon drones and very soon driverless trucking. But is automation something that's needed in business to consumer cannabis retail? This past November at MJ BizCon trade show, Boulder, Colorado-based Terrapin Care Station, along with their Canadian-based partners, BMC Universal Technologies, unveiled what they're calling ACE, or Automated Cannabis Experience, and billing it as the first fully automated cannabis kiosk on the market. The product seems to be a hit at the trade show, with industry personnel and enthusiasts lining up daily to try it out. Spokesperson Peter Marcus said it was crazy. It felt like an amusement. We had an amusement park ride at the show. The only ACE machines currently in operation is at Terrapin Care Station's dispensary in Aurora, where consumers can now buy cannabis the same way they might buy their favorite munchies from the vending machine. When you arrive, you still need to check in with security and show proof that you're at least 21 years old. But once inside the pot shop, you can complete your purchase without ever interacting with a bud tender. Marcus said customers simply walk up to the machine, scan their ID, and use a touchscreen to pursue the menu and fill their digital basket. The Ace can hold up to 1,152 products. And because it's refrigerated, consumers can order concentrates without that require being stored at a certain temperature, as well as flour, edibles, vape oil cartridges, and other items. Once ready to check out, consumers pay, and they can watch through a 38 by 30 inch glass window as the Ace grabs, bags, seals, and places a purchase sticker on their order before dispensing it like your average vending machine. Another Colorado company tried a similar concept in 2020 called Anna, but according to Marcus, the two machines have significant differences, most notably that the ACE machine is integrated with Metric, Colorado's seed to sale cannabis tracking system, which makes it compliant with the state and municipal regulations. Ben Tafoya, a supervisor at Starbuds in Southeast Aurora, said that Anna wasn't as successful as they wanted it to be, so it didn't stick around long. I think we only did a handful of transactions out of it, and transactions were ultimately quicker the old-fashioned way. Marcus said they eventually plan on installing them at all five Terrapin care stations, but the company's long-term goal is to sell the technology to other struggling retailers throughout the state and country. If it catches on, the folks at Terrapin Station believe that ACE could revolutionize the industry and pop up in places where tr traditional vending machines reside. Chris Woods, Terrapin Care Station CEO, called it a genuinely game-changing way for consumers to purchase cannabis in his statement. It's not crazy to think a few years from now, with changes in regulation, you might see these at Union Station, Marcus said. Well, my first thought here in these automated booth boxes was, especially in a climate like Colorado, where even the best grower is on the clock to get quality flour, uh, quality flower product from the grow through regulation on the shelves and to consumers before the dry Colorado comet does what it does. It kills the bud. So what kind of quality are you going to get from your Funyuns bag that you get out of this machine? 
But I think what the biggest problem here is, is in this concept is you're potentially signaling the beginning of the end of one of the most important and underrated positions in the industry, and that's your bud tender, especially in our still very young industry that hasn't even begun in some states. At a time when cannabis education is so important, I think these machines are a step in the wrong direction. And we may need Sarah Connor to step in and stop Skynet and save our bartender. Bud tenders. I'm Stone Slade reporting for the High at Nine News. You bring up so many interesting points on this uh, Stone. Like, so, so, so I had a vending machine in, in, in my shop back in, let's see, from 2004 to the beginning of, of, of legalization because there was no way to keep using the vending machine in a compliant sales and track and trace type of manner. So I, I, I do understand the vending machine and having it, but my vending machine was just a normal, like normal vending machine, but we just filled it up with weed instead of filling it up with chips. Okay. And it was kind of like, like a little clearance section, you know, so it did stay very, very popping um, that vending machine over the years. Um, there's, there's, but, been, there's been a lot of these companies trying to do these, haven't there? But none of them have really panned out. Well, well, well. So, so, well, that that that's, that that goes to a to a couple points. I don't think the consumer, first of all, is is educated enough to be able to be um, purchasing these things. But I did see what Nick said, where he says, "I think vending machines are a great way um, to sell floor space for these consumption lounges." And I do think that a consumption lounge makes sense with a vending machine um, to, to to have in there. That, that makes a lot of sense, I think, um, because consumption lounges typically have very limited menus as opposed to what a dispensary uh, would carry. And you could probably house all of your products right there. And that's an easy track and trace way if it, if it as long as assuming it works compliantly with metric and whatnot, then I think I think it'd be great for consumption lounges. And they'll, and they'll probably will, will, won't, won't need uh, less people to. To your point exactly, Stone, they're going to need less people in there working because of it. It's just like when you go to the grocery store and, and uh, use the self-checkout, like you are causing someone to lose their job by every time that you do that. Insurance is going to have to be crazy for the, the maker, the manufacturer of those machines, because if somebody gets poisoned from, a, um, from any bad product that comes out of that machine, who are you going to sue? You sue the establishment, or you sue. It's, uh, it's, it's, all, it's, it's, all, it's all the established licensing. It's not it's, unless 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 somehow that product because you're always dealing with finished product when you load the machine. So unless the machine did something to the product, that's the only time that you would have that kind of claim, and that would be a, a malfunction machine. I'm, I don't see that happening really. Yeah, I hadn't you know, thought about it. It's coming. Um, I covered last week how in Germany they have the canna store that can dispense 40,000 units before restocking. And, Who has liability? You know, huh? The manufacturer. The manufacturer well, of the store. Like, yeah, I mean, look, there's no liability if you're like, say, a, a counter manufacturer and there's an accident at the store and the right. counter is somehow involved. You're not going to sue whoever built the counter unless the counter is defectively built, right? Or if um, you're not going to sue the, the tile uh, manufacturer because somebody slips on the tile uh, because the store did not uh, clean a spill. Um, usually what, if that's the owner, what, if, what if the owner of it um, argues that the machine tampered with the product? The machine. I think that's what Jason said. Yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah those are, are going to be viable yeah. claims. And so I think the technology is probably going to have to somehow, you know, take a picture of the product before it's dispensed to show that it was 
not you know tampered with. You're, you're talking about. I'm talking about this being in a consum in a consumption lounge. This is not a realistic scenario because you have tons of staff in there walking around doing whatever. Yeah, cut it, cut it out. And not to mention, probably realistically, in the consumption lounge, the um the 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 bud tender would probably be the one that actually did the transaction with the vending machine as opposed to the actual consumer. Has a butt tender never they're gonna show you they're gonna show you a menu. They're trying to, you know what I'm saying, have you hobnob, da 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 here. You want to try this device and try this, this, da 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 all of that. Butthender uh, never tried to rob a store. Right? Has a disgruntled butt tender ever tried to rob a store? Yeah, I'm sure that's hundred percent happens before sure. for right. sure. So they're that's what I'm saying. Quitting and so what's the point? Product. What's the point? There's there's no point to that. They can tamper with product. Somebody disgruntled working. Somebody Stop disgruntled it. working for it. It's Stop a machine. It. it can be hacked. Stop it. Stop it. It's, it's random ass scenario. Hack the machines. <laughs> you gotta hack the machines. Fucking yeah. and people all day. But anyways, yeah. thank you all out there for tuning in with us for yet another episode of High Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays at 9 a.m. Pacific and noon Eastern on the on the East Coast. Um, our vetted industry correspondent team, thank you all for tuning in from all over the global community, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your respected opinions to the conversation as well. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, who I'm going to see today as well. The wonderful Jaja Simone, another Arizona person we're going to see today. And uh, ever, always holding us down, keeping our AV struggles to a minimum. To the hatred out there in the world, stop it out. Smoke more weed consensually. You know how to do this. Jason Beck, it's been another week. Y'all have been blessed with more more of, of daily dosage of love and news. And I want to make sure you guys go out there and have a great weekend. Big shout out and big love to Anna and Elliot uh, uh, out there. Sorry about the party and everything. I hope, I hope everything works out. Big love to the community. You got something, Jason? Man, it's going to be a Super Bowl Sunday, guys. Big game. It's game time. One more thing. Um, we are going to be smoking the breaking the world record, Guinness Book of World Records. This guy hit me right now. Guinness Book of World Records today, this afternoon, 10,000 joints are all going to be lit up right outside the Super Bowl. 420. Is Guinness, is Guinness Book of World Records oh, going to be there? Are they going to certify this? Yes. Yes. Get it's going to be certified. Get out today. of here. 10,000. 10,000 joints are going to be lit outside the stadium today. We're going to be out there breaking records. Is That's awesome. Gonna be, is this but all going to be like actual weed or hemp? It's going to be hemp. Hey, it's a missed opportunity for the world's fucking greatest Super Bowl. That's what we, that's what y'all should be doing. Exactly. The exactly. The largest bowl. The Super Bowl. That's right. We but need hey, to get. Ooh, we need to get. Right. We need to get. We need to get with Jerome Baker with the with the world's largest bong and go out there for the Super Bowl and light the Super Bowl and get the whole thing. Yeah, that that's bowls, what needs to happen. Bowls on bowls on bowls. Yeah. Love y'all, exactly. man. Have a good weekend. Stay blessed, everybody. On that shit. Oh yeah. I'm dying, man. <laughs>